Hi, Sahara. I'm super excited to talk to you today. You're always such a pleasure uh, to see, meet, and feel your energy. Um, so I'm super excited. Um, first, um, would you uh, please share a, bit, a little bit about yourself, what, you, what, you, what you're doing, who you are, and uh, what you have to offer us into the world? Great. Thank you so much, Maria, for inviting me here. It's an honor to be here. Uh, so my name is Zahara Devi, and I'm a somatic sex educator and sacred sexuality coach. And I help guide people to embody their pleasure, to enhance their inner power, and to walk the world with confidence and magnetism. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all juicy stuff, and it's all related to lots of sensual, playful, erotic and pleasurable yeah. activities <laughs> yeah so what do you want to talk about today well i was super inspired to share about eco-sexuality mm, yes awesome tell me more about it yeah yeah well um I'm actually curious on like, if you were to hear the term eco-sexuality, what, what, what comes up for you in your thought process? Like what's the immediate first response that you get? Eco. So eco is something about nature and taking care of nature, kind of. Uh, but with sexuality, I, I don't have a clear picture of how, how this would fit together. So I'm right. curious what's your take on it or if there is an official um, kind of definition of the term. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so it's interesting because I, um, I was connecting with uh, YouTube this morning and checking out some videos from people around what they thought about eco-sexuality. And to be honest, there wasn't really too many things out there that described what it is. And there was a lot of stigma and judgment around it because I think there's a, a very um, narrowed vision or almost like a... Um, not too much of a broad vision of seeing sexuality outside of the body or something mm -hmm. that doesn't, doesn't really encompass just penetrative uh, hetero, heterosexual mm -hmm. sex. Mm -hmm. um, so eco-sexuality for me personally is like my connection and communion with, with the greater world around me and how I infuse my wholeness within that and how it infuses me and energizes me and, and creates a sense of wholeness and for me sexuality um, at its core essence for me is is a sense of like being whole in myself and um, uh, sexuality to me is more than just the act of having sex with someone it's like a greater life force energy it's a it's a energy that um, infuses the the divine and the world around us as well as what's within us and so um, sexuality for me like uh, contributes to creativity, to our sense of confidence and aliveness and um, our sense of well-being and our interconnectedness with our bodies and with the people around us, our relationships, mm -hmm. you know, it expands in so much areas of our life that I think that sometimes with the way that society like has functioned in, in the mainstream, there's a lot of um, uh, limitation or taboo or stigma on how we can relate to sexuality in a way mm. that feels um, that feels connected with each other, that feels in communion, that feels really pleasurable and alive with with aliveness. So, mm. um, 
eco-sexuality for me is, is a way that I connect to that greater life force within my being and with the world around. Mm. So, so I hear wholeness and community. Uh, so do I understand it correctly that you kind of tap into your own life force energy, AKA sexuality, but also draw it from the outside, from nature? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, there's, the way that I look at it is eco-sexuality, like, we all are, like, human beings are an evolution of species from the world. Like, we evolved mm. from the plants, from the rocks, from the minerals, from all the different animals that have formulated from, from the earth itself. Like, mm. we have come from that source. And we're constantly in communion with, those, with that resource around us, with the world, with the earth. Like, mm. we're constantly intaking the sunshine and the air and we're drinking water and we live with plants and if we're in a big city then we're we're still able to connect to the ground in our daily life and so um when i think about ecology and like what how we contribute our our ourselves as a whole being like as a species in in the world um for me Like there's a, there's a sense of um, being able to relate to it in a balanced way or in a way that feels mm -hmm. disconnected. Like I notice, I notice especially like, you know, with our, our, our world today, like we're often connecting through technology or we're mm -hmm. not really embracing all of our senses in our body mm -hmm. to really um, uh, navigate the world in, in a sense of balance and wholeness. And mm. one way that um, to do that is to connect with nature. Nature itself can help to alleviate stress. It can um, help to people recover from addiction, or it can also mm. really um, help to heal emotional trauma or um, you know, cultivate spiritual growth on a more deeper, deeper mm. level or on a more expansive level. Mm. And for me, I find that my personal connection with nature um, is through that spiritual enhancement or that spiritual growth. Like I feel more, um, more healthier and more present in my body when I'm able to connect with the world around me and to nature around me. And so um, there's a, there's actually a point in my life where I felt like I, I, noticed that I was starting to feel really um, sexually aroused in nature. Um, mm -hmm. Like I would be swimming in the ocean and just the feeling of the silkiness of the waves on my skin would, would actually like make me orgasm. Mm -hmm. um, unintentionally, I just wasn't expecting it, but it was such like a, a profound um, outside of my body experience that I can't even really put into words, but there's a part of me that recognized that there is a greater sense of um, life that, that can be um, intuit or that it can be um, embraced if I really opened up my mind to allow that. And so I think what, where that came from also is like when I was at a certain point in my life, And within my relationships, I was really, I was attracting really unhealthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, to the point where all of the different um, emotional trauma or the psychological trauma that came from those, that place and those relationships, it, 
it felt like I was and on, meta, on a meta view of things that I was abandoning myself, like my inner being in some form or way. Mm -hmm. I wasn't meeting myself in the way that my body and that my spirit needed to be met. And so one way that I, I tuned into my deeper remembering of my, sexual, my sexuality and my sexual core was through nature. And I, I remember like going out into the ocean one night and the, the moon was full and it's at Sombrio Beach in on Victoria, BC, Canada. And so it's a beautiful beach. And I remember like going up to the rocks in the water and the moon was lighting on the, on the water. And I just remember having this pine cone. In, I, I collected pine cones a long time ago, but I had this pine cone in my hand and I looked up at the moon and I felt feeling such grief and sadness of how heartbroken I was around the disconnection I felt with humanity. And I almost felt like, um, you know, I had this, I've had more of an affinity with nature than I've had with human beings. And that was probably a symbolic reflection or a mirror as to how I um, really felt in wholeness with myself, because people are usually a mirrored reflection of how we relate to ourselves or are in a relationship with ourselves. And so I looked up at the moon and I said, I just asked for um, help. I needed, I wanted forgiveness. I wanted some form of reconnecting to myself and to my my intuitive nature that was really wise and and knowing and I found that by looking into nature I was able to really tune into that sense of um, assurance and that sense of confidence that I could just like really believe in myself that I could come back home to myself in my body and so that night I, I decided to marry the moon I was like, please, please take my pine cone as a, as a marriage offering. And I threw it out into the, the ocean and I asked the moon to marry me. And you know how the moon has a smile on her face. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, there's like this sense of um, anthropomorph anthropomorphizing of um, objects around us. And so like I find that a lot in nature, like these human-esque qualities that that's, that bring a sense of communion, this communication that is beyond the scopes of the mind and the communication that is more intuitive and more mm. um, sensory filled. Mm. And so I married the moon that night and I, I felt so alive with myself. I felt like there's a sense of renewal and a sense of integration that I've never experienced before and especially within those, my relationships. Mm. And so ever since then, I've been venturing into the realm of what what is it like for me to be in nature and what sort of things can I experience within nature that allow me to um, feel who I am at my most human core mm. yeah so I hear it's a beautiful beautiful story and I hear I hear a lot of connection and finding yourself again in nature but also there was a part of surrendering so maybe like surrendering to nature and like not having those shields uh around you but just being but also surrendering in a sexual way so uh, with the waves and, and the ocean and letting yourself have an orgasm even though it was not planned at all but it was just letting go uh, and also yeah finding a connection with the moon uh, and, and feeling kind of whole uh, again in nature. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. There's so many aspects of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And within that, like that connection, I've noticed the ways that I have in the past limited pleasure in my body. And, Mm. and I've noticed that like, there's so many ways that nature or the um, universe, the aspects within the universe can enhance my, my senses and my sense of pleasure within my body. And um, one way that I really love to do this is I connect with my five senses, my smell, my eyes, sight, my hearing, taste, touch. And I allow myself to really get visceral with, with the plants around me. Like if I'm out going for a walk, like I'll sometimes walk barefoot and I'll feel the grass or the dirt beneath my feet and I'll feel the, the firmness and the, um, there's to me like a sense of um, clarity that comes through when I'm walking with the earth a sense of deeper presence that like just allows an inner peace to really surround my aura Mm. and I allow myself to really get in tune with the the senses of the body and to to find and explore what aspects of nature really allow for that greater sense of pleasure to arise in my body because like it it shocked me when I had that orgasm in the water and um you know ever since then I've been like pulling seaweed out of the ocean and like collecting dimbleberry leaves or other leaves or, or sticks or like pine cones or flowers and I'll and I'll rub them on my body just like either randomly or I'll intentionally make like a, a ritual around it and see where what sort of pleasure can I feel in life because the more we experience pleasure in our bodies the more it repatterns neural pathways up to the brain and enhances mm-hmm. those oxytocin and serotonin levels um, which are ultimately like the bliss hormones that we feel. And when we feel more sense of um, bliss or joy or that sense of pleasure in life, like we start to, um, you know, there's a a sense of revitalization with our energy and we get out of these sort of um, uh, like routines of our day-to-day stresses or work environments. And it allows us to really reinvigorate ourselves with mm. a sense of aliveness and excitement and curiosity and that, that inner quality of um, just, well, for me, it's like an inner quality of like that pure essence or innocence of that. Mm. And mm. just, yeah, really enhancing that in my life. And it just, I don't know, it's, it's made all of my relationships with other people and myself so much more better. Mm, beautiful like connecting to your own pleasure so i hear yeah. we were talking about eco-sexuality but, but what i hear is a lot of about eco-sensuality so going in yeah. like having pleasure and just feeling the grass is, it's like taking taking in nature with all with all the senses and seeing like ah how much pleasure can there be and, and just like by being in nature plus also yeah, there was yeah. a spiritual uh, spirituality uh, aspect to it which is like coming coming to oneself and like being being at the core yeah it, it definitely definitely and you know there's so many people that um take like it's it's a growing movement eco-sexuality mm-hmm. like it hasn't really been well known it was um created back in like the 70s by um um some people named Annie Sprinkle and mm-hmm. Beth St- um, Steffens. And um, they, they, they're really great activists. Like they're, um, they're amazing. I, I would highly recommend like looking up them on another 
like on your own time if you feel inspired to um, look yeah. them up. But they, what they did was they kind of created this word um, enhancing from like eco psychology and really tuning into um, seeing the earth as a lover instead of a mother. And how can we create reciprocity with the world around us if we start seeing the world and the earth not as resources to exploit or to extract, over extract from just from our own gratifying needs, but how can we give back in a way that feels more equal and balanced and that feels mm -hmm. like, okay, can we actually um, relate to the, the species and the, and the earth around us in a way that's in harmony? Because when we are always taking, 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 imagine if you're in a relationship with someone and you're constantly a taker. Yeah, and not you just, you know, no. only Yeah, it's not very enjoyable. So no. they, yeah, throw a whole bunch of their like art um, expeditions and stuff like that. They created a lot of radical activism around resolving environmental issues through um, connecting with nature and, and combining like a lot of... Um, a lot of them will combine sexuality with that. And so, um, you know, some of them would um, really, I don't know what some of them would do, but like, you know, they would go out into a river and they would, um, they would masturbate to the, to the river and allow their intention to, to like, to enhance their, um, enhance the ways that they can give back to the earth. And so our mind has super, powerful qualities if we really believe in, in in the mind the powers of the mind we can utilize that intention to um attract what we want or to create some sort of reverberation of of um of response with our with the thoughts in our mind our beliefs and our actions yeah so um, they would do this a lot they would create the intention to um self-pleasure and with the intention to um, save the planet from over extraction and from all the different um, coal industries and stuff like that and to um, try to utilize that visualization in the sense of stopping um, uh, climate change or to mm -hmm. like stop environmental issues mm -hmm. um, so yeah there's more about that on their on their personal yeah. pages if you're wanting to look into that and um, for me it's actually really beautiful because I uh, you know I was like taking the whole, I, I, I wanted to just explore what it would be like to, in my own life, to feel what erotic, eroticism could be felt or be explored through enhancing that with nature to the next level. So I, I remember the first time I bought a cucumber from the grocery store. <laughs> and I peeled the outsides of the cucumber and I was like, all right, I'm going to lay in my bed and see what this does. And so I, I decided to um, self-pleasure I masturbated with a cucumber and it was like mm. the most amazing thing ever <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah it was like very cooling and like squishy mm. like yeah. it squish inside of me but just like the from a cucumber when you peel it it's just yeah. like there's moisture and I found mm. that um, yeah by connecting with even simply vegetables like it allowed me to find this sense of um, melting of my my judgmental barriers around how I can experience sexuality and how um, how to really expand my and broaden my um, my capacity for experiencing pleasure through mm. means of like the environment around me and what's in it and how can I really relate to it and um, 
yeah, for me personally, like I really love the idea of um, giving back to the earth as a lover. Like how can I be in touch with the earth, whether that be physical touch or emotional connection or some sort of like thought process. Like how can I be in touch with um, with the earth as my lover? And it's shifted my perspective immensely. And I've just really allowed um, within my own life a transformation of, you know, uh, introspective of how I can give back or even the ways that I take from nature. It's allowed me to broaden my sense of um, how I really connect and relate to nature in a way that's in balance and in harmony and that's, um, that's sacred. Yeah. Yes, the way you talked about um, this now, it felt very loving and very respect, respectful and, and sacred. Really having a deep respect for nature. Um, and that, that's so beautiful. I would love to, love to see this more in our world. Yeah. And I also love how you, like, first of all, imagine that Earth is your lover. Uh, I think this is really a complete shift uh, in perspective, and I'm I'm gonna try this on, so I'm curious what it leads me and my thoughts. Um, and what I loved about what what you just shared is uh, that everybody can can connect to nature. Like I don't have to live in a in a jungle like you. I I live in a city, and I can still go out, go barefoot on the grass, and Uh, go into a lake or the ocean uh, or just yeah. uh, like enjoy myself with a cucumber it's so approachable uh, and it's, yeah it's not so difficult to do um, so well, maybe the cucumber yeah, maybe the cucumber aspect might be difficult for some people they might be like oh short meditation that you that you use yourself um, and that we can also like not only the physical act but also as a, as a meditation as a mental yeah definitely part of, of the ecosexuality and sensuality so if you would love to share like one or two minutes um, some short practice with us that would be awesome Oh, most definitely. Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably one of my favorite ones to connect with. And I, you know, it's one of those um, meditations that you can do for any length of time, even if it's just like a two minute break from your like having an argument with your boss, like in your office, mm -hmm. or like if you spend an hour going for a walk in nature, even just standing in the backyard for five or 10 minutes. It's one of those ones where like, you can just you can go as deep as you want with it. Mm -hmm. And um, what it really allows um, to do is to connect your your sense of your roots to like your, your your rooted core of your being to the earth, and then combining that with the universe around you, and how to really like bridge the, that communion together in harmony. 
Yeah, it sounds good. Great, awesome. So I'll just invite you to close your eyes and just connecting to your breath. Just taking a deep belly breath. I'm just noticing your breath and how it relaxes your body. I'm just scanning your body from head to toe. I wonder if there's any tension that wants to just be relaxed even more. You can do that through your breath. Just allow all of your body to relax. Your shoulders and your hands. Relax your ribs, your legs, your buttocks. Even relax your jaw so that your mouth is slightly open. Relax your cheeks and your eyes. And start to visualize a light, an orb of light at your perineum or at the seat of your buttocks or in between. Whether you're standing or sitting, just allowing that orb of light to start to fill up your perineum. And start to breathe with your open mouth into that orb of light. And on your next exhale, breathe that orb of light down into the earth below you. Feel it touching the grass and the dirt, the roots of the trees the layers of sediment in the water, all the way down to the Earth's core. Breathing up, back into your roots, up into your premium, and back down to the Earth's core. And just keep breathing that a couple times. Open mouth on the inhale, and exhale back down to the Earth. And just imagining on the inhale that little bits of light and life energy from the earth filling up and going into your perineum on your inhale and exhaling that light back into the earth in a constant rhythm. And on the next inhale, inhale that light up into the sacral chakra, which is just below the navel. And doing the same rhythmic breathing from the sacral chakra back down to the earth. 
visualizing the mountains, the trees, the ocean, the sky, the sun, filling up your sacral chakra and back down. And on the next inhale, inhaling up to your solar plexus, which is just above the navel, just below the rib cage. And filling up from the earth's energy all the way up to your solar plexus. Imagine this energy as light. And exhaling back down to the earth's core and inhaling back up again. And on the next inhale, inhaling all the way up to the heart, imagining the light filling up the heart and then exhaling that light back down to the earth's core, really allowing your being to fill up with earth energy into your heart, filling your heart and exhaling back down to the earth, breathing in and out. And then we're moving up to the throat chakra. So in the center of the throat, just imagining you're inhaling from the earth all the way up to the throat chakra, pit of the throat, and then exhaling back down to the earth. Imagining light from the leaves and the flowers, the plants, being absorbed into your body all the way up to your throat. And then continuing to breathe all the way up into your third eye, which is just in the center of the forehead. Imagining the earth, the energy of the earth, the rocks and the crystals, the water and the sand to fill up with light and into your body, into your third eye and exhaling back down. Inhaling all the way up to the crown chakra, all the way up to the top of the head, filling that up with light as if you have a crown of a thousand petals, like a lotus flower on the top of your head, filling up with earth energy and exhaling back down as you're holding to the core of the earth. Inhaling sounds from nature, the animals from nature, the plants from nature air, sunlight, inhaling all the way up to your crown and exhaling back down. Really allow yourself to feel this as the visceral experience, feeling all of your body 
all these centers with light. And then on the next inhale, inhale all the way up to the universe, imagining you're sending rays of light, of earth energy, all the way up into the universe, into the cosmos and the galaxies. And exhaling the galaxy and the stars and the cosmos, all the way back down through your crown chakra, all the way back down through all the centers of your body, back into the earth, and inhaling back up the centers again to the universe. And just doing this a couple more times. Feel that your entire being, your body is a central channel to connecting the cosmos and the earth as one. Inhaling and exhaling light energy. Earth and cosmic energy combined with your breath. Being penetrated from both the earth and the sky. And really surrendering to receive that energy. Allowing it to fill your entire being. And then on the next inhale, inhale all of that energy, that light that you've gathered. And imagine a big ball of energy in the center of your belly, the center of your power. Really fill up your, your belly as if you're putting light into a cauldron or a bowl and storing that ball of light in your power center, in your hara. Just feel all the different cosmic and earth energies circulating around in your belly. Just breathing into that. Just know that you are vital life energy. The earth is sacred, your body is sacred, and the universe is sacred, and it's all within you. Taking one last big, deep inhalation and exhalation. And opening your eyes when you're ready. I love your voice. Oh my God. <laughs> so centering. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. So, if you want more, if I want more of you, or any of our listeners want more, I want to be with you. 
Like, who wouldn't want that? How can we find you? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I, um, I have a website. Uh, you can find me at www.zaharaxdevi.com. That's Z-A-H-A-R-A-X-D-E-V-I.com. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm at zaharaxdevi. Same, same as the website name. Yeah. Or you can also find me on Facebook. I'm there too at um, Zahara Yamilame Devi, but that might be hard to pronounce. So yeah. I can just send you a link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are probably the best ways to get a hold of me. And I'd love to hear from anybody if they're interested to hear more about ecosexuality or sexuality in general. I do offer one on one coaching packages for both women and men or intersex. Um, folks as well so um, yeah I, I love to talk about sex and sexuality so <laughs> there's nothing that could shock me <laughs> if you're open to it I'm, I'm open for the conversation always <laughs> awesome <laughs> yes bring more ease to the topic that's so important yes. and everybody is invited yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm so grateful to share the like really breaking down the shame and any sort of embarrassment or um, negativity around sexuality and, and bringing in more of that sex positive allyship with ourselves, with each other, with the world. And just I'm so grateful to tune in with other people that are on that same journey or that are curious to learn more about it. Yeah. Definitely. And there are so many. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria. Uh, it was such a pleasure. <laughs> as always, uh, it's an inspiration <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> so many thanks to you, Sahara. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>